Hey, greetings, everyone. Lieutenant Colonel Alan West, and welcome to the Steadfast and Loyal Podcast. Hey, greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Steadfast and Law podcast. And I'm joined with a very dear friend of mine. First of all, he's a brother in Christ. He's a brother in service, a fellow soldier, and he is a brother in a many different special ways to me. Someone that took time at a very emotional point in uh, his life to spend time with us here. And that's Ryan Weaver. Chief Warrant Officer 3, Ryan Weaver, is a high-energy, all-American, rock and country music artist who proudly served as an active-duty Black Hawk aviator. United States Army. Growing up with a family of 11 in a small town in Floral City, Florida, he joined the Army right after high school. After several years of working as a military intelligence analyst, Ryan followed in the footsteps of both his two older brothers, Steve and Aaron, by attending Warrant Officer Candidate School and Flight School. He graduated top of his class in flight school, becoming a Black Hawk aviator. In April of 2003, he deployed to Baghdad International Airport in Iraq, and shortly thereafter, sadly, one of his brothers, Aaron, was deployed just west of him in Fallujah, and in 2004, Aaron was killed in action when the medevac helicopter he was a passenger in was shot down by enemy fire. In 2013, Ryan's brother-in-law, Chief Warrant Officer 2, Randy Billings, was laid to rest just one row away from his brother Aaron after the Black Hawk helicopter he was piloting was shot down by an enemy ground-detonated explosive device. This second heartbreaking loss made the Weaver family a two-time Gold Star family. But Ryan used his heartache as determination to succeed. Both of his brothers' ultimate sacrifices continued to fuel his fire to accomplish his dreams in music. After releasing his single and music video, Burn, featuring Benghazi heroes Chris Tonto Peranto and John Tig Tegan, Ryan toured in 2018 and 2019 with the professional bull riders in 24 major arenas across the nation. The PBR premiered his Celebrate America EP, featuring the inspirational single and video Never Forgotten, a tribute to those lost in the 9-11 tragedy, Ryan's family, and other heroes across the nation. Ryan even took over Aerosmith Steve Tyler's place as the headliner for the Saturday night concert during the 2017 PBR World Finals in T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. Following performances included Madison Square Garden, AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas, in front of a record PBR crowd of over 41,000. In addition, Ryan has recorded the first single on the album Songs That Save Our Lives with the West Point Military Academy's Benny Haven's Band, and that was nominated for a Grammy Award. But Ryan's song Burn was the theme of my 2022 con- 
Texas gubernatorial campaign and is the steadfast and loyal podcast song. And that's why he will always be a brother of mine. Ladies and gentlemen, CW3, Ryan Weaver. Brother, how you doing? Oh, Alan, I can't thank you enough. It's always great to see you. Can't wait to get back down there to Texas and hang out with you again. Had so much fun this time. That was awesome over there at Marty B's. And now, are you in Nashville right now or where? I am. I actually just flew back. I did a a short vacation in New York City with uh, some family members and uh, just flew back today, actually. Oh, pretty cool. Appreciate you putting me on. Thanks for taking the time. Now, we've got so much to talk about, but I first and foremost, what's the atmosphere like now in the music industry? Um, are they still very supportive, even in the country and Western sphere, or do you see wokeism creeping in into that industry as well? Oh, it's definitely wokeism, that's for sure. I mean, I've always, everything that I've been fortunate to do has been outside the box of Nashville as it is. And even when I was touring with the professional bull riders as a patriotic voice, the professional bull riders doing nothing but arena shows, I I got to see just how hard it is or how difficult it is for, uh, for the folks in the industry to sell patriotism, which you wouldn't think it would be difficult to do. But I got to witness that firsthand. And of course, you know, we have a song called Get Up or Get Out that's on the Celebrate America EP. And that, I mean, I was, I love writing the, the song. It was, or excuse me, writing the song and writing that album. Uh, but I wasn't even allowed to perform that song live, even at the event. So we did it the last show that we did. So, I mean, I, with the PBR, I, I mean, but I've gotten to see, I know that country music fans are patriotic. And I know country music fans are, are extru- they bleed red, white, and blue. But the, the music industry itself is very much like every other, other entertainment industry out there. Um, And it's definitely fallen into the wokeism atmosphere for sure. You know, it's amazing to me that that would happen because I remember when uh, the Dixie Chicks were on stage and they criticized, you know, President Bush because of Iraq. uh, I think it was 2003, 2004. And that ended their career. But now it, it seems we've gone a complete 180 where if you stand up and you talk about love of country and American things like that. Uh, that will end your career. It, it, you, you get pigeonholed. I mean, I got pigeonholed into being a military guy before a, a country music artist. And, and I, I ran for my story initially when I was getting into the, in the mainstream country because I didn't. Obviously, my story is I don't have to. It's not contrived. I don't have to make anything up about myself. Um, but I didn't want that to be the focal point. I wanted my music and entertainment value to be the focal point because I knew in this business you had to be able to sell songs and cds Mm -hmm. back when i first started obviously that's not true anymore but um as much but you know now getting out there if you're if you're vocal about your your love of country and patriotism it seems like you get pigeonholed in this in this group of people that um that folks don't necessarily want to talk to if you're not talking about the lgbtq you know R-S-T-U-L-N-O-V. I got, I mean, I don't know all the letters. So, but if you're, if you're not speaking openly about that or speaking about that you're pro-abortion or all these different things, it, it you're, you're not in the right place to, to be put on mainstream radio, it seems. You know, that's amazing to me. So in the time that you've been in the music industry, was this a day and night shift or did you see that as a, a slow creep uh, that has occurred over time? Uh, I mean, there there were certain things that you saw back, you saw several years ago, but it I mean everything as you know seems to flow with the political climate. And mm-hmm. as soon as uh, Trump came down that escalator, I mean, you just things just really I mean it was a tidal wave of all that stuff, uh, all, all those different subject um, matters coming out that it 
And I, I really kind of, I didn't know where to put myself in it because I was in the middle of this, you know, the PBR thing. And, and we had this huge, you know, patriotic support at all of these events. And I got to see how the crowds uh, loved that red, white, and blue and, and were immensely patriotic. And then all of a sudden, bam, you got hit with it. So, I mean, I would say it wasn't as much of a creep <laughs> as, as, mm-hmm. as I would have liked to. <laughs> I mean, it, it hit us pretty quick. Have you been experiencing any censorship or, you know, any little, <laughs> well, that, that face said it all. So talk about that because Ryan, what I find so really hypocritical is there are people that are out there saying you're a fascist, you're a fascist, you're a fascist. but they, they don't understand what it means to be a fascist. When you're shutting people down for them having an opinion, an assessment, a thought, a perspective different from yours, that's the nature of fascism. So how has that reached out and touched you in the industry there as a performer? Well, well, when you're in an industry that specifically is built around your ability to express yourself openly and your views, I mean, you go back to the days of Hank Williams Jr. and Charlie Daniels when they were they were doing expressing themselves, and it's interesting because Charlie Daniel was such an icon. Yes. He he was he was always vocal about his conservative values and his conservative beliefs. And then, uh, um, I, you know, me getting on as a country music artist is there's so many times people have said to me, you know, you got to be really careful about what you say because you're never going to be able to make it to the next level because uh, they're going to cancel you in this if you're if you have overtly conservative values and conservative views. And I, and I said, and my first response to that would be this is the exact opposite of what it used to be because that's exactly what country music used to be about it used to be about those things that we care about in this country that that really are the building blocks uh to a great foundation to any kind of a um a career or relate you know relationship or whatever it may may be or this country in itself and now you you talk about this i mean and i my instagram account i'll go from I mean, I have just as Instagram has just as many people unfollowing me a day as I have following me a day. So it's hard to grow my social media account. Um, but as long as I don't talk about politics on there, it seems that they're OK with uh, with helping me grow. And, and but for me, it's not even just politics, but my conservative values. They, they always seem to get spun into the political realm in social media, the, the industry, you name it, it, they're always wanting to silence that conservative voice. And what's amazing to me is that if you follow along with the, the progressive, the leftist, the Marxist you know, line, if you embrace the BLM or whatever, then all of a sudden everyone's cheering you and you're a great person. I mean, I don't see too many people going out there and you know canceling out LeBron James after some of the very uh, questionable and, and somewhat you know, troubling things he has said. I mean, releasing information on police officers such as that. But yet, I don't understand how people in the music industry where music is about the freedom of expression, or all of a sudden canceling or targeting people for that freedom of expression. Because if we get to that point where it is only freedom of accepted expression, then eventually it can come and, and bite them in the, you know what, the fourth point of contact as well. We'll be back after a quick break. Hi, I'm Kent Charnig, and I'm the founder of El Paso County, Colorado Progressive Veterans. Don't worry, we're not crazy tree huggers, but we do have an amazing podcast talking about nothing but the military and veterans. Please check us out. 
epccpv.org. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Well, I think one of the things that amazed me is I wrote with a country music Hall of Fame songwriter just a few months ago. And he told me a story. One, I, I want to say it amazed me. It shocked me. Um, he's got 20, 30 some odd number ones. He's in the Country Music Hall of Fame. He's some of the biggest names out there saying the songs that he wrote. And he had a number one song with Aaron Lewis. Um, I'm sure that everybody out there has oh, yeah. heard that. One. Am I the only one? He had a number one song with him. And he also had another number one song with another artist. And he didn't when that song was number one with Aaron Lewis. He didn't get invited to his number one party at BMI for the for the other number one song that was out already because they he he showed up to the party because his co-writer t- told him about the party and he said hey just talking to BMI guys how come I didn't get invited to my own party and uh, they said oh we didn't know you didn't get invited and he said I've been invited to every single one of my number one parties since I've been in this business but now I've got a conservative song that's out there. That's number one that didn't take they they spent no money on that song. It went number one on its own because country music listeners want to hear yes. that kind yes. of content. They want to hear those kind of songs. And it went number one on its own, had didn't have the big machine pushing it out there, but the other song did. Um, and he's got extremely conservative views and he's uh, and values. And you get to see it even at the top level of the game with a person with a songwriter like him who's been established in the industry. Uh, get shut down just like that. It's just crazy. Well, to me, it's, it's shameful. I, I mean, because you're supposed to evaluate someone in the industry, in the music industry, on their abilities and their talents. I mean, you're not supposed to ostracize them because I don't like how you think. And that's a very dangerous position for us to get to in the United States of America. So where do you see things going in the country music industry i mean is it coming to a juggernaut is it coming to a head i mean what do you see it because like you say the the fans are strong patriotic conservative americans but if the industry leaders have this different perspective something has to give well i mean i always i think that we've seen in history our, our the pendulum always ends up swinging back and forth and my hopes are that you know this uh temporary woke culture that we cancel culture that we're living in right now is exactly that i hope it's a temporary thing if there's anything that we did see that what that you know the number one money maker for artists now is not music sales i mean we get 0.007 cents a stream on spotify the music sales are not really what's what's the determining factor it's the ability to put butts and seats at concerts being able to sell concert tickets and merchandise those are really where the money's coming from now and when you started seeing you know artists that were going to venues that were requiring you know mass mandates and proof of vaccination and all those things the the country music fans started i mean they were they were showing their displeasure in that people were not showing up to those shows and the record labels bottom line I learned something when I moved into this town. It's who you know and how much money you have. Mm. Your talent doesn't you they can make you sound good. Anybody can you can get in a studio and they can fix your voice. I mean, look at Kanye West for goodness sake. I mean, <laughs> no know. relation here, okay? 
No, <laughs> but I mean, I'm just saying, and uh, you get to see what those artists that ne- it's not necessarily talent 100% that gets you where you're going. Um, but when the record, when the record labels start seeing that they're hemorrhaging money because people aren't showing up to concerts specifically because of these mandates and the, you know, the, um, the Marxist, uh, ideals that a lot of these things, uh, places have, they, you know, they're going to change their tune. I think when it comes to that, I think it's going to be a pendulum switch, switch or excuse me, swing. And I hope that that happens sooner than later. Yeah, you know, country music fans love individual liberty and freedom. That's that's what it's all about. Let's switch a little bit and talk about our, you know, our brotherhood of the United States Army. You know, we are seeing a crisis. Yeah, we're seeing a crisis right now with the recruitment and retention in the United States military, because all of a sudden we're talking about, well, you know, if someone wants to say that they're, you know, a female, but they were born a male, you've got to accommodate them. And if they're a female and they think that they're a male, that you got to accommodate them and they have to be able to shower and all of these different things. And here are all the different pronouns they have to learn. That has creeped, crept into the military. And you think about now with cultural Marxism that says, Ryan Weaver, because you have a different skin pigmentation, you're a bad person. You're an oppressor. And Alan West, because you have a different skin color, you're oppressed and you're always going to be a victim. How do you build a cohesive fighting force like that? Well, I think that you and I both know the the job of the military is to go out there and and protect this nation by being the most powerful uh, fighting force that you possibly can. I mean, that's what we're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And when you're not focused on, I, I, I posted a post on Instagram a, a little bit back and it said, you know, do you think that the, the ladies and excuse me, the gentlemen that were storming the beaches of Normandy were concerned about the sexual orientation and, and uh, you know, whether someone identified as a man or a woman when they were storming the beaches in Normandy. No, they they were there to, to kill the enemy. And, you know, we're, we're talking about all these, you know, the, the war in Ukraine or the conflict in Ukraine and the different things that are happening around the world that Joe Biden clearly has no control over whatsoever. When it comes to our military fighting force, are they focusing on the on what they should be focusing on, which is being able to defeat the enemy in, in combat? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they've they've switched so far off track in that regard. I mean, you uh, you saw the the article when they said that <laughs> that their the 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 new training says that you need to be able to let someone who is who identifies as the opposite sex shower in the same yeah. showers that. What happened to the, I mean, equal opportunity programs were placed in the military. We have, I mean, I'm sure it was, you saw it the exact same way that I did. We had this, I mean, the most stringent equal opportunity programs of any, any organization that you, or job that you would ever have uh, in the civilian sector. And it, it provided opportunities for, for both sexes and all colors to be able to advance in their career and not be targeted based off of those things well now you're actually you're setting that setting it up for those people to be targeted it's going to be it's going to make it i don't know i i think that although i'm a traditionalist in that regard you think about logic and you think about reasoning and the human element to all of that and it just 
it, it just seems like we're setting our military up for failure. Well, you have people that are pushing an ideological agenda, and the American Psychiatric Association said that gender dysphoria is a mental condition. Uh, we kick people out of the military for many different things, and so if someone is suffering from a mental condition, and why should the American taxpayer be out there paying for hormonal therapies, gender transition surgeries, and things of that nature when our training and readiness is suffering? I mean, that's not what the American taxpayer dollar is meant to be. So I'm going to ask you the, the, the tough question. Where do you see this all headed? I mean, because you're part of the culture. And Andrew Breitbart once said, politics flows downstream of the culture. So what do you see out there? What, what are the good things, the bad things? Where do you have hope? Well, hope was in Jesus Christ. But where do you see this thing headed? Well, I get a lot of messages, as I'm sure you do as well, on social media from folks in the military, and I I, I don't get very many positive messages about what's happening right now. I mean, I, I don't see, uh, you know, and maybe it's because folks don't want to reach out to me and say something negative. I don't know, but the vast majority of the messages that I'm getting, uh, the, the military service members right now, there's a reason why they're having trouble with recruiting. There is a reason why they're having trouble keeping people in the military, especially when you're kicking people out of the military uh, for for reasons that have nothing to do with their combat readiness and combat effectiveness. I mean, it, um, my my I mean, I served underneath four presidents uh, mm -hmm. from uh, in my 21 years, and I got to go through the Great American Apology Tour with Obama. Um, you know, I, I served underneath Clinton. I got to mm -hmm. see the, the switch back and forth between the focus on combat readiness to the focus on fluff and, and sensitivity and all these kind of things. And then, come, you know, I, I'm, I'm hoping that when, you know, President Trump or whoever it when he comes back <laughs> or whoever it is, a, a Republican president comes back in the office. Hopefully you, um, you know, when you when you decide to run for president. Oh, you, you stop it. And you get and you get my vote. Um, we you know, my hopes are that we get to see some some logic and reasoning in the most powerful military uh, come back to focusing on being combat ready as opposed to being sensitive about what somebody else feels in the next to him in the foxhole. You're absolutely right. Yeah, absolutely. So what's your next project? What are you working on right now? I've got, um, I'm, I'm actually doing a few. I'm, I'm, I got a, a really cool nonprofit event that I'm going to be going to uh, the first weekend of September and doing a concert there. They uh, bring uh, veterans out to a, essentially a uh, hunting, shooting, fishing camp for the weekend. Then we throw a concert for them and um, working on a brand new music video. I got What You Think of Me uh, that we're going to, we're putting the funding together for What You Think of Me. Uh, was excited to get to work with Chad there with you, uh, yeah. working there with you on uh, my last uh, project. He did some of the editing on that, but he, I'm looking. I see a poster in the background. That's the the canvas. That's you. One, yeah. That he also worked on as well. We're gonna have him working on uh, as our uh, director of photography for this music video. If if we can get him his busy schedule uh, lightened up a little bit for him to come out. But uh, I wrote the song on the 10th anniversary of my brother's death mm. and. You know, we're, we've waited to release this song. We've got an extremely powerful um, uh, script for it, and, and the concept for the video is going to be incredible. We're just, we just, we're working on funding right now to make that happen. Super excited to get involved in that. And then, of course, sep September 11th weekend, I'll be down in Orlando uh -huh. uh, doing a concert for um, the the Benghazi. Uh, John Tigan's going to be down there, one of the Benghazi guys, uh, for wheelchairs for warriors with the yeah. Shadow Warrior Riders. Excuse me, the Warrior Riders. Excuse me. 
I got to make sure I get this right. Warrior Riders Motorcycle Club and the Warrior okay. Shield Foundation. So Wonderful. lots going on. Well, where can people follow you out there, social media, websites, things of that nature, and support you in all that you're doing, Ryan? RyanWeaver.net is my website. It has all my social media on there. If you're if you're on Instagram Ryan and Facebook, Ryan Weaver Country, all three words. If it doesn't have a blue check mark, it's not me. I get a lot of fakes out there, people trying to do bad things on social media, but Ryan Weaver Country with a blue check mark. Um, but other than that, those are my primary places to go. I do have a true social, but it's brand news on, on an Android and I'm not, I don't have a whole lot of followers on there yet. So just trying to develop that as well. Well, I just want to thank you for being a friend, being a brother soldier and continuing to honor the oath that you took to support and defend the constitution of the United States of America against all enemies, foreign and domestic, because you're on a battlefield and you're out there on, on the cultural battlefield. And the fact that you're willing to continue to advance the standard of liberty and freedom means the world to each and every one of us. And you're a special person, Chief Warren Oster three, Ryan Weaver. So God bless you. And thank you so much for being on the Steadfast and Loyal podcast. Thank you so much for having me. And Alan West, the world needs leaders like you right now. President Alan West is not <laughs> bad ring to him. Oh, telling you right now. Get out of here, man. God bless <laughs> you, brother. Be safe. Hopefully see you up there in Tennessee on Rocky Top someday. Yes, sir. All right. Take care, Ryan. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for tuning in to the Steadfast and Loyal podcast and having time to listen with a great Army aviator and also a great country music star, and that's CW3 Orion Weaver. He's the reason why we have this incredible song. It is the theme of this podcast. So please follow Ryan, support the work that he is doing because he's out there fighting the culture that is even infiltrated into the country music industry. God bless you all. And if you like this podcast, please click that like button and share it with others. Take care. Have a great night. Before they burn it down